My name is Guru Aslan. This is a podcast and I'm talking with people all over the world for one reason. How are we able to live our lives better, to heal our inner selves and our physical and energetical, you know, self? And there are different, different people all over the world who are working in different sectors and who have really their own life experiences. And today I want to introduce you, Jessica. Uh, Jessica is a dancer and she is also a person who travels a lot to the world. She has a lot of experiences in different areas. Please, Jessica, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so, um, well, I basically, I don't, although my passion is in dancing and traveling, I actually, just like everyone else, I have, you know, a day job in sort of consultancy, um, which I'm very passionate about. But what really gets me going is actually to, to dance. And one of the dances I do um, is called social dancing. And these are primarily Latin dances. Um, yeah. So these are, you may have heard of the salsa, which is the most um, sort of popular and famous one. But actually there's a whole array of, of sort of social dances, um, which are also like bachata, zouk, kizumba, which are all dances I'm very passionate about. Um, and I'm actually in part of a few dance teams where we'll um, perform in festivals around Europe. Um, so actually what dancing does for me, it's not just connecting with people, but combines my passion of traveling as well. So whenever we do performances, we'll go around cities in around Europe and some wow. sort of countries in the US um, and Asia as well, where we'll, we'll be, you know, sharing the, the, the dance that we create, um, be performing it to sort of large audiences across the world. Wow. So wow. it's, it's a it's a brilliant way to not only connect with other people, but also with yourselves and with the teams you work in. Wow. Wow. That sounds really amazing. So um, when you say you travel all over the world with the team and you say, actually, it's really a great way to connect with yourself and the team. Like what kind of changes do you feel within you when you actually say like, OK, it's a different way of connecting with myself and the team? Like what kind what are the things that you feel that are that you feel like is a game for you that feels like okay that's actually a life quality i get from that yeah well for me what i find and actually it wasn't until i started dancing that like i truly found i was in my flow and what i call flow is something which um you realize you're spending time in and you it gives you energy so you after you finish you know one hour, two hours, three hours of doing this thing you love, that you're in your flow, you end up with more energy than you left. Wow. Um, so lots of people will, you know, work and, you know, you're doing an hour of emails and you're, you're kind of dead afterwards. Whereas after I do an hour of dancing, my, my sort of energy levels and happiness are sort of up here. And actually often I will describe to people how, you know, I, I don't actually drink personally anymore. I used to a lot. Um, yeah. And ever since I started dancing, I don't. And um, people often ask, why are you not having fun? And actually what I find is how I describe to people um, with, with dancing is that it's it's a form of drug itself, except it doesn't have it doesn't have the lows you get when you when you take, you know, these artificial drugs. Um, yeah. One of my managers used to describe um, me how, you know, this is normal people. If they're on MDNA, you're on your highs and you kind of, you know, the dips and the lows. Yeah. And then he described, you know, this is Jess. Because the thing is with creating your own drug um, at that level is that you don't you don't get the artificial um, negativity where you, you go down to your lows because it's created naturally. Um, and then I actually I was quite interested in a lot of um, the kind of the science behind why dancing, you know, creates such happiness. Um, I, and I haven't done it scientifically where 
I've asked all my friends and my dance friends how the happiness happiness levels are. Yeah. But I would say generally, as a consensus, my friends who dance are much happier on a day to day basis than than the ones who who don't as much. Um, so I was quite interested in trying to understand how the science of dancing relates. Um, and this is actually the bit which I then found very, very interesting. So dancing yeah. is one of the few activities that you do that taps into all four of your happiness hormones. So oh, wow. these are dopamine, yes. um, serotonin, endorphins and oxytocin. Um, so normally, actually, when you do sports, um, endorphins are one of the most common ones. This is linked to um, aerobic and anaerobic exercises. Yes. So when you do these things, you'll you know you'll produce um, endorphins, and these are things linked to what they call a runner's high. You know, when you do these exercises, you'll feel this elation. But actually, what dancing does, it taps into all of these. Um, so obviously, when you dance, it's a very aerobic form. You, you will get your endorphins. Yeah. But then the, the three other ones, which um, is dopamine. So dopamine is linked to a reward. Um, and these are things that you experience when you've achieved something um, and where you have experienced something that's pleasurable. And this is what happens when you listen to music and where you execute a dance move that's in tune with your partner in London music. This activates the reward part of the brain. Mm -hmm. um, then you move on to serotonin, which is um, it's essentially the happiness um, chemical. And this moderates your mood levels. But so how it's created, so when you're doing things you enjoy, your serotonin yeah. levels will automatically go up. And actually a lot of people who are prescribed with um, depression um, they are, it's one of the key ingredients in antidepressants. Wow. Um, and the last one, which is one of the things that's quite specific dancing, is oxytocin. Um, so this is known as the, the sort of bonding and connecting chemical, or sometimes people call it the love hormone. Yeah. Um, and this is one which you get from touch. Um, so the dancing I do is very, there's very close contact. And... Um, this chemical is released from your body when you're you're in contact with other people and the other people's skins. Um, and this is actually very sort of essential part of human nature. It's why when you're close to someone, you give hugs, when you kiss, you know, it feels good because, you know, actually chemically and scientifically, your brain releases these hormones that, that lets you, you know, experience all these um, um, different chemicals. Um, so, yeah, so that's, I found that very interesting that, you know, just simply by dancing, it unlocks all four of these um, chemical reactions, um, which you don't actually find in a lot of, you know, sports. They may be one or two, but not all of them. Which I find really excellent. Like my experience with dancing is sometimes when I feel a bit stressed or when I'm actually in front of the camera before I go to the camera, I quite often, I had a photo session with a friend and I was a bit like feeling uneasy. So I started just dancing a little bit for five minutes. And it just made me so much more at ease. My body started feeling much better. I started feeling much better. And the, and in front of the camera, you could feel that, you could sense that. So I had really quite a lot of good experiences with dancing where I also felt like really happy. I felt really like more myself. I felt my body language changed. You know, I, I just felt like something really shifted in me. And I can really relate also to the oxytocin thing because, you know, I started recently with salsa. I used to do it as a student, but then, you know, it really does make you feel really good. It really does make you feel good. So do you think like, do you have a feeling like it changed your life? Do you have a feeling like it, it changed your life to such a degree that you can say, okay, good. 
I'm experiencing all this happiness, all this joy, this closeness with people in a way that there is something like really closeness, maybe even erotic, but it's not bonding, connected like in a relationship, you know, it's quite easy, free going, you know, just, you know, the, the things are really clear and you can freely move and forget yourself and just be and then go home and re-relax. Does it, does it feel like it gives you, does it feel like it changed your character? Does it feel like it gave you something that you feel on a daily basis or in your life that shifted you towards a better life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like I said, before I started dancing, I would still, you know, go out to clubs, drink, and because that's how I would, you know, be getting my sort of dose of happiness. Yeah. Actually, what I found um, is since I started dancing, a lot of dancers don't drink because they, they don't, like, with drinking, and obviously these things, you have the aftermath of hangovers and things, you know, that, yeah. you know, yeah. and as, as I think a lot of people find, at least I definitely found, the older I've got, the longer these hangovers seem to last. <laughs> um, you know, it used to be half a day, and now it's three days before I'm even normal. Yeah. Um, and with, with dancing, I, I find that, you know, I don't actually even want to drink because um, my body produced these chemicals that, you know, allow me to, to be happy. How I often actually describe it to people is that, you know, when you drink or when you take a drug that's an additive, um, it's like you borrow happiness from the day before. Whereas when you produce it yourself, it's like you have a storage that's filled for today and you get the dose of it that carries on into your day after. And it's actually changed my life completely to extent where now if I do one or two weeks where I don't dance and sometimes, you know, when work gets busy or life gets busy, yes, yes, you know, yes. I do have times yes. where I don't. And then yeah. suddenly I realized that, you know, my mood starts getting worse. And I, what I normally whenever I notice this, I will then go back and I'm still realizing a pattern of whenever I start getting these low moods. It's because normally it correlates with me not dancing for a few weeks because things get yeah. busy. So um, I actually make it, you know, a core part of, of my life to, to be able to do this every week. So actually, even recently with the lockdown, what, um, one of the first things I've done with my dance team, we all got together, is we've been using um, sort of, you know, uh, FaceTime and all these different um, online apps. Oh, you really what, did? Wow. Yeah, so actually what we do is we'll, um, it's, um, well, yeah, maybe the other day we had about eight of us. We're all, yeah. We all had the app on and pointing at ourselves whilst our laptop or TV or computer screen was doing a live class. So we could... We, we could see all other friends dancing um, in like Amazing. a screen in the eight corners whilst we were also doing a live class. And wow. it was incredible. <laughs> obviously, it's similar dynamic to class. Like the teacher is saying something, we put the teacher on mute yeah. and we all chat for a bit. We yeah. like laugh about how the dance move is so difficult. And then, you know, we yeah. put each other back on mute and we, we dance again. Um, so even even amidst you know all this isolation, we still have that social element of interaction. You know, I think the only thing that's lacking there is probably the the oxytocin, which you have to get yeah. the physical touch. But the, all the other three hormones, you you still get through those kind of interactions with people. Do you feel though there is a difference when you um, dance with people than rather with dancing? You know, like is there a difference? When you dance, let's say you wouldn't have those people on the camera, you wouldn't have those people on the screen and you would just dance on your own with the music. Like, do you feel there's a difference of emotion? There's a difference of quality of those hormones or those happiness that comes afterwards? When I sometimes dance, I mean, I, I can imagine some people, they like to dance with others or maybe in a group. And I guess some people, they might be 
may, might like to dance on their own because they feel maybe more free or something like that. You know, like when I dance on my own, I really dance different than when I'm with people in a club. I feel really free after that, really, really nice and really happy. Sometimes when I go to the club, I don't feel that good after dancing because I feel the atmosphere in the club is different. There's a bit of a different vibe going on. But when I go on dance classes and I know what I'm doing, especially with reggaeton where you're really free, um, you know, like it's really fun and I can really see a different quality of each time where I dance, what kind of dance I do and with who I dance or if I dance alone. Like, do you have the same experience for yourself or is it like for a person like you who dances so much because you're on a different level, it's almost all the same because you feel generally more free or how is it for you? So for me, I think there's definitely two types of experiences you have. One, which is the beat of dancing by yourself, completely interpreting the music by yourself. You have absolute freedom. You get to do little changes with the music. And, you know, you feel like, you know, this might be on your own and you feel like there's no judgment and you're absolutely in your own world. Um, For me, um, and this might be because I've sort of done for a long time and also probably because I just don't care about what other people think or say. When I'm dancing... (laughs) Um, so for the, for the kind of dance I do is partner so you're just one other person so when I'm dancing I don't I actually forget everyone else exists it's like you know the movies when they blur everything I oh. actually I don't I don't I can ignore everyone else I can do something yeah. stupid I don't really care yeah. um, and for me I personally prefer the partner dancing because for me it's about the beauty of being at one with your partner and their music so the only focus is about learning how you know because the partner dances you know it's you both you know react to each other and you react to the music so it's about how you listen to the music how you interpret different dance moves that your partner does you know they might do a curve and you'll move the other way you sometimes mirror each other where you do things together um, and for me, that's that's the point that's the most beautiful because you're at one with the music and your partner and it's like the rest of the world doesn't exist. Um, and that kind of connectivity is something I've not experienced anywhere else. Probably the only closest thing you get this um, and, you know, this because it's very intimate is sex where you're in that kind of close intimacy with one other person. But with dancing, it's like you can get that close intimacy and you can get that with multiple people people in a night connecting to one song and one dance without you know without actually the sex part and I think that's quite incredible so for a social dance a kind of normal night would be maybe two hours um every song is kind of three or four minutes and after every song you'll dance with a different partner so essentially you are getting the same like heightened energy levels as if you've had sex with 30 people in one night but but you haven't. You've just had the 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 sort of endorphins, the chemicals that are resulting from that, um, and I think that's that's quite powerful. Yeah, I must really say I have uh, similar experiences with this social dancing, and I must really say um, it feels almost like energetic sex. To be honest, you know, like there's there's yeah, it's really like people give each other this really special energy for that moment, you know, in a really. Um, gentle in a really safe way you know really in a in a in a closeness where you feel really safe secure you know and it's really nice it's really gentle it's i mean it's also passionate it's really passionate i just love that and you know it's one of the places where i feel like wow one can be really passionate without being actually sexually intimate you know which is really nice also to experience that and feel these kind of emotions and feelings and hormones you know really in a really nice way and i really agree with that the the thing that I find sometimes sometimes um, challenging though is like when you learn a dance when you are learning a dance until you get to the point where you can really feel free, yeah. 
it takes a bit of a time, especially with the social dances. Like, um, do you have maybe some advice or ideas for people? Like, I, I, I know a lot of people who are shy. You know, I have a friend, his name is Steve. He started salsa classes in one of the towns. And, and you know, he always said, you know, dancing, especially salsa dance, is really great to lose your shyness. You know, it's really amazing for that. Um, but you can still see there is a bit of reservedness, you know, oh, am I going to make mistakes or not? So do you have some hints or tips for people who are just starting dancing or into it and still struggling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just going to say, you know, I was like that when I started, and I'm still like that with some dancers. Like, I've just recently started doing tango, and I am absolutely terrified because I make one wrong step and I step on another person's foot. So it's as, like the whole time I'm dancing, I'm like, like you know, my whole, my, I've been told by my teacher, they're like, why are you so stiff? And I'm like, I'm just trying to focus and to step on the other person's foot. Yeah. Um, but I think my advice is really, you know, everyone is a beginner at some point, you know, you have to, you know, everyone remembers being there and how, you know, how yeah. terrifying and how hard it is to, to start. And um, my advice would really just, you know, just be yourself. It's okay to make mistakes. That's how you learn. You don't learn by, you know, doing the right step over and over. You, you, you learn by making mistakes. Um, actually, when I started, and I'm, I think back to now, I, I can't, don't know what, you know, got into me, but... When I started dancing, I actually would go to festivals. I would go find the DJ booth, which is where all the the prof like professional dancers, social dancers, uh, yeah. would kind of hang out with the DJs and chat. And I would just go up to them and ask them to dance with me. This is me probably like three months into dancing. I would just go to them and say, "I've dance with me," because you know that's how I learned to to dance with uh, with with when you dance with the best. That's when you learn. Oh, how do you move and how do you respond to to certain moves? Um, I probably wouldn't do that now. Now I'd probably be more terrified than I used to be. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, um, but like, what you find is, especially, you know, people who are very good dancers, they're very understanding. You know, I would say to look, I'm a beginner, but I want to learn. And, you know, yeah. you find that you know a lot more than you think. Um, so I'd just say, you know, just don't be afraid that you're going to be judged. Just go out and try it. Yeah. So you think like the major reason is actually like people feeling observed and feeling judged. Yeah, that will make them feel more reserved. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Like dancing actually is also a therapy exactly for that, isn't it? Like, you know, feeling more free, you know, just forgetting what other people think. And, and really actually what I like really about social dancing is that the other person is actually helping you consciously or unconsciously to let go of your fears and to learn something or, you know, just, just, you know, like bridging that gap, you know, like, like of your shyness. Like, I think it's a really good therapy for shyness. Like, I don't know. I think it has also a lot to do with the mood. Just you, you, like you said, you know, you just become happy. I mean, try to be shy when you're really happy and laughing. <laughs> it's, I, mean, I think it's very difficult. But um, in this kind of dancing, I wouldn't say it's predominantly, you know, people who are extroverts or introverts. Actually, it's a complete mix because actually a lot of introverts find, you know, speaking is a much more terrifying form of communication um, mm. than dancing. Um, so actually a lot of introverts use dance and body language as a way to express how they feel, their moments and, you know, oh. and express their creativities. Um, and it's, it's what I love about dancing as well. It's a, it's a universal language. Um, so when I did a lot of traveling, um, I spent a year traveling all over the world. I went to South America. I went to um, Southeast Asia. And, you know, I, I speak sort of semi-broken Spanish. 
Um, and what was brilliant is that, you know, dance is a language itself. So I couldn't actually even have a conversation with these people. But because I could dance, we can communicate in a different language. So I was able to dance with all these different people from all over the world, even though I probably didn't even understand their names. Um, and I think, you know, that that's something that's very, very, you know, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like it was at the beginning difficult to enter that space where you could just be freely dancing with them or was it just the sound was there, the music was there and you could just enter the place and just just go into it? What I found interesting is because obviously you go to a new place, you're not sure you feel all this anxiety and I'm an expert so I don't normally feel this but even I felt this. But as soon as the music is on, because the music is quite, you know, it's not it's not that different. You play salsa music, you know, it's this it's got a rhythm, it's a beat, it's a familiar yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as the music is on and you're on the floor, you're in a familiar environment, even if the people and the style might be slightly different, the music kind of puts you at ease because it's something you recognize, it's something you know. And yeah. you find that you're like a, a lot of the when you dance and you learn the moves, it becomes muscle memory. So you start you don't actually when you get to the point where you don't actually have to know the steps, you just feel yeah. that's the point where it becomes really incredible and you know so that happens when you dance more and when you go to all these different places you you just start getting more comfortable with the scenery that you're in so basically what you're saying is actually when you stop thinking where you stop being with your rational mind there you know trying to analyze trying to see how you have to do your step when you can really forget yourself and let yourself go and just feel, that's where actually the real power enters and the real healing effect or this powerful effects of dancing really happen. Yeah, absolutely. So how I, you know, when I dance, I kind of put it in two compartments. There's yeah. times where I do classes and I learn. So that's yeah. when, you know, you know, we'll figure out, that's when the logical part of the brain comes in. You repeat, yeah. you learn which step is right, which, you know, whose yeah. movement is right. And you learn and you, know, you figure out, you know, is this right or wrong? And then you learn this over time. But then when you do the social dancing, you go on the floor and you just kind of repeat and feel. And that's where the real beauty comes out. So on a social floor, if I'm dancing with someone, I will never stop halfway and say, you did this wrong. Because, you know, that's not <laughs> yeah. the point of, you know, the, the point of social dancing for me. I would I love think, to see that though for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not everyone has the same philosophy, but for me, like when you when I social dance with someone, it's about having having to interpret someone else's moves, even if it might be different or wrong to what you normally yes. expect. Um, so on a social floor, I will never say, "Oh, I think you, you can do it like this," or "This is wrong." Yeah. I'll just, you know, if they do a different move I don't expect, I'll adapt and go with that flow yeah. in that area. But um, if I'm in a class kind of environment, then I'll say, oh, this probably feels better if you did it like this. What I discovered though in our conversation is like this, you know, my experience with my therapies and my work also as a meditation coach is that quite often when people stop using their rational mind, something happens, you know, something, a bit more of a healing effect comes in, you know, people are becoming actually more relaxed, you know, and, you know, especially with the techniques I work, it's a mix of, um, hypnosis kind of thing it's actually not hypnosis but it's kind of goes in this direction with matrix imprinting RTT kind of thing where you actually relax deeply really really deeply and then you go basically on a journey on a visual journey generally to childhood regression something that happened in the past and you release certain things but what happens there generally even though you start seeing things remembering things you are not so much with the rational you're not so analyzing and actually that is where the healing power is i experienced that also like when i do music I, i write my own songs i make music i sing with bands and friends together on different occasions so when i do that i also forget my 
rational mind, I just go into the flow, like you said, you know, like, do you think like, is it really dancing itself or is dancing a medium, a really great medium to get to this flow effect with the music to really release those hormones and really reach this other state of our brain and maybe it was our heart, you know, like, or do you think like there is something specific in dance that you would say, okay, because you do yoga as I know, yeah? Correct? Yeah. You do some meditation? Yeah. So do you think there is something specific of dance that you say, okay, this actually distinguishes dance from all the other stuff because? So for me, I think, you know, getting to that free from of state where, you know, your creativity and the healing process really begins is really, really important. And I would say, you know, dance, yoga, meditations are all mediums to get there. But I think in terms of how people like to get to that medium is also different. So yeah. some people prefer the tranquility of, of, of meditation. Some people prefer, you know, that within yoga. Um, and for me, I think dance is absolutely medium. But it also, I think dance is very versatile in, in that it tailors to a whole range of different um, spectrums of how mm -hmm. energized people are. So even just in social dancing, you have different levels of energy of dancers. You have salsa, which is very fast paced. People want to like move a lot. Yeah. Um, it's much more aerobic. And then you go down um, slowly in the scale where you have bachata, you know, it's still very fast paced. You move a bit, but starting to get more sensual. And you move down to the slightly slower dances, which is like Zouk, Brazilian Zouk and Kuzumba, which is, you know, know, Kuzumba becomes very, very slow. Actually, the first time I watched it, um, from I started as a salsa dancer which yeah. is, you know it's, it's like you know a five-year-old running around um if you kind of think that analogy um Kazumba is kind of like your your grandparents kind of not moving the first time I saw Kazumba I thought it was just people grinding on each other and um <laughs> actually what you find um Kazumba is all about the connection um in two people and it's very subtle movements it could be like you know you, you move your like what ab a tiny bit or a, like a joint and it's all about that connection slow connection um, and how when one person moves something very very subtly it could even be inhaling and exhaling but you're doing it in unity with the music um, and for me I think that's quite incredible because you know in meditation I'd say you know that's relatively a static um, form of medium and uh, yoga it's a bit you know a bit faster you do a bit more movements yes. but dance encompasses the whole range of them so if you're you know a relative energetic person you can go through a faster medium that is more suited to your personality and character whereas if you prefer something more slow with more connection you can choose a slower dance that also gets you there yeah yeah i read actually about some dynamic active meditations where people are trying to get to dance by rhythm and movement yeah like um do you feel like the dances you do like kazumba or salsa do you feel like you get to almost a trance state there or do you say, no, you, you, it's actually not trance. It's, it's something more like something, something different. It's more like really, maybe like you said, this flow movement, this flow kind of state, like. Yeah. So for this, I would actually say this is very different every dance. And um, I didn't experience this trance state sort of, um, some phenomenons you describe it until you know yeah. quite a few years into dancing and this was dancing Zouk and Kazumba and yeah. these are much more slower um, dances and um, I never really quite understood so 
in dancing, there's different etiquettes. The the slower the dance, the the etiquette is that you will dance at least a minimum three dances. So, for example, in Kazumba, the minimum is three because it takes that long to even find the connection. Um, and um, in Kazumba and Zouk, if you if you really find that connection with your partner, you will dance for maybe ten songs an hour or two. And the time just goes. And I've never experienced it until in your, you know, you find a partner you you really connect with, and it's almost like the world dis- disappears. And I I I'm not I dance kazumba, but I'm not as hardcore as my friends. And when it, when they ask them what is it like when they're in the moment, they they describe it as like a trance-like state. And when I experienced it, it was as if you know, time disappeared. Um, space disappeared it was just even the your partner disappeared you could just feel their movement it's like they morphed together with you in time of the music and it was like everything else wasn't there it was very it, and it's like my body was moving without me telling it was just happening oh, wow. yeah and wow. then when you, when the song finally ends and you can break out it's almost like you've woken up from a dream it's a very it's a very incredibly powerful feeling and when you woke up like from this dream yeah how did you feel did you feel like like you know when you watch a movie sometimes you can see that people they come out of a cinema they watch a movie they were really emotionalized they really lost themselves in the mood when they come out of it you can see they're a bit confused they don't know what to do with themselves you know they're a bit like lost in space a bit until they gather themselves back like how do you feel actually after that moment after that moment after that pioneer dance when you come out of that dream state this trance state how do you feel actually after that just when you come out of it Honestly, it was like a moment of realization, and just sort of your your mind is sort of focused almost back in that trance. It's just pleasure and enjoyment. Yeah. And actually, what it also it, it gives you the sense of also heightened sort of elation and elevation. And actually, what it does is you know after you you get there, you want to find it again. So you know you you will dance with another partner to try and seek that connection. Yeah. But it's it's in a way where you know obviously. It's very different to something that's that's addictive because it's like it's okay if it's not there, you yeah. know. You, you're not gonna you know start you know doing anything crazy, but if it is there, it adds to to your sense of happiness and elation. Um, and I think that's the you know biggest difference between something that's addictive substances, you know, for example, like drugs and alcohol. You know, you really yeah. notice it when when it's not there um, and you can't survive without it. Whereas this, it feels like. Even if it's not there, it's okay. But when it's there, it's like it adds this much more to to kind of your day and your mood and your happiness. Oh. So you feel like you have an underlying positive emotional feeling that goes through the rest of the day with you. Is that correct? Is oh, that it's like... not just the day. It normally carries for at least for at least for me for like at least the next three days. Wow! Um, wow! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you see, that's really interesting. I think also for people who suffer depression and some other things like anxiety or borderline or you know some other you know states of psychological disorders because I feel like one thing I experience a lot with clients is also a lot of them have a feeling of emptiness in their lives you know like and I see how they're looking for feeling that emptiness in one way some people are uh, hypersexual basically you know looking for a lot of sexual adventures and really risky ones at times some of them are going for drugs some of them are pumping themselves a lot with media with certain web pages and Facebook and you know Netflixing a lot you know they try to fill in this emptiness and basically what you are saying right now is really I think phenomenal I think people should really listen to that because you're dancing you go into a really lovely trance situation 
almost like, you know, or maybe it is a trans situation, you come out and that feeling, that richness of feeling, that, that sweetness of that carries you for days. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I observe from dancing is actually, you know, it's not, you're fit, not just because you're, you know, you're doing a physical exercise, but mentally, and that's a, a mental fitness is huge contribution to your health. So yes. I, I know people in dancing who are, I couldn't believe it, some of my friends on my dance team who I dance together with, you know, they're in their sort of 50s. Um, I think one of them was, I didn't know they were 50 until they we saw their passport because we booked flights together. Um, but if you look at him from my face, I'm probably be, you know, in his 30s and um, he does like 70 push-ups a day um, and, you know, has a, has a kid that's, you know, 20 or so. And you would never, ever even imagine this um, because they're just full, so full of life and energy. Yeah. Um, and I have, a, you know, another dance teacher where um, I remember they did a special edition because it was her 50th birthday and she did yeah. her performance. And you look like in terms of her, her, you know, physical age, you would not, you know, said she was over 30, but, you know, because of how much, um, not just physically, but mentally, you know, the, 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 the mental health brings uh, to that side. I can really affirm that. Like, um, I was recently in Berlin and I met a friend and he, he is connected with a man who comes, I think he's from Colombia, yeah. His name is Papito. Yeah. And Papito is over 70 and, you know, he loves dancing a lot of salsa or salsa-like dancing. And he actually even sometimes goes through Berlin and he has his music with him and he sees a lovely lady on the street and he just, hey, would you like to dance with me? And puts on the music and they dance on the street in <laughs> Berlin, which is really amazing. Yeah. And when you see his body movements, when you see his mental activity, like there is... You don't, there's such a youth in his expression, such a youth in his movement, in the way he talks. Like there is, there is really a lot of joy. Like you can really see the person has, has a youth. It, yeah, he has a bit of gray hair. His skin is a little bit like a little bit grayish, maybe, maybe, you know, but, um, um, you know, you think like the way he moves, the way he is, is 45 which is, and, and he dances really a lot. So I can really, really confirm that. One thing I would really like to know is like, okay, like, do you feel like it has highly improved your social life? Uh, well, absolutely. So, I mean, one thing in dancing is, so because you change partners um, after every song, so in a night you will meet about 30 people, 30 or 40 people. Um, and, you know, and if you do, so different dancers also have different crowds. So if you dance, you know, three different dances a night, you'll meet, you know, 150 people in a week. I don't know any other sport or any other thing. Once you go to a conference where you interact with that many people, you know, yes. just on a weekly basis. Um, and for me, that's, you know, incredible. But that's not, that's obviously, you know, oh, you could say oh, 150 people, you're not, you know, good friends with them. But if you, if you're actually in any of sort of dance teams or 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 you know do any sort of classes together you actually find you bind with them because and you understand you start talking to them and you actually they become part of not just your friends but your family um because you spend so much time with them you end up going on holidays together you go on meals because you know they they become part of your family and I actually um one like incredibly touching story it was it was my birthday a few weeks ago but um obviously oh, wow. Happy birthday afterwards. <laughs> but obviously because of the lockdown um everything was shut and I originally kind of planned to have um, a birthday sort of party sort of to just you know see everyone but it was cancelled yeah. and actually both um I was on two dance teams and what my um what my friends did was they held like a surprise 
um, birthday um, for me, um, which was organized by, by my partner. And uh, I had saw all, like, you know, about 15, 20 of them on screen together, you know, wishing oh. me kind of happy birthday. And that's oh. because as a team, you're you're bonded together in, in that sense as well. So I don't think, you know, there'll be many situations where you're that close with so many people and they also all know each other, apart from if it's, you know, an old friend group from, you know, university or things like that. Um, it's very hard for, you may be very close with one or two people or a small group or five people, but it's very rare where you get 50 people, you all know each other and you're all very, you know, close and, and that, that's, I think that's very rare. Wow, wow, that's really beautiful. I mean, this is the antidote to a lot of the loneliness going on right now in the Western world, isn't it? Like, I mean, I mean, 150 people a week or let's say just yeah. 80 oh, yeah, people, absolutely. that's really amazing. And, and do you have a feeling, okay, is there within these connections, did you ever have a feeling like, because I know there are some people who have still social anxieties, like when, when you had connections with them, were there any connections where you say, well, actually that was a connection where I said that was really unpleasant and it happened once in a month or once in a year or once in a week, or would you say like, actually, I never really had any unpleasant experience with any person I connected through dancing, like, you know, just for some people who have still fears of, you know, social contacts and the, I mean, from your own experience, like, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. I'll say, you know, there's definitely, you know, I'm not going to you know, sugarcoat it. There are definitely, you know, unpleasant experiences. Um, and I remember one of the things I started when I started doing slightly more intimate dances, I, I obviously, I had a few really unpleasant ones where people do quite inappropriate moves where they, you know, and unfortunately there is this kind of, um, situation where some men will learn the very basic steps to to kind of then be able to to you know woo the 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 women the kind of beginner women who never uh and 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 vice versa um sort of men who do the same um who who are very beginner and don't necessarily know the steps so particularly as a as a as a female um when I go I'm very specific and when I recommend um beginners who dance I will recommend them to specific teachers well they'll you know be a safe environment there's not you know because a, a lot of these socials they they kind of let everyone um who comes and you know it's like a club not everyone is friendly yeah, um, so yeah. when when it's someone who's a beginner, um, particularly if they're female, I'll recommend them to particular scenes or or teachers who you know who who make sure that that's it's a safe environment for everyone. Okay. So you clearly say there's a difference, like when you know how to dance, than when you are beginning. That when you're beginning, people take somehow advantage of you in a certain improper way. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, it, I mean, it happens sort of sometimes on occasion. Yeah. But I mean, generally, like that should definitely not be, you know, a reason for you not not to dance. Just like with it, starting anything different, there will always be people who take advantage of it. Um, but what you actually quickly find is that the community, the dance community is very, you know, it's it's very against people who do that. So actually often people who do that once or twice, they're, they're kind of almost kicked out from the dance community. No one really dances with them. Um, yeah, so, so, so they actually quite often cancelled out of the, excluded yeah. out of the yeah. And like, okay, if that happens for females, what would you recommend how to react, especially for beginners? Like when, when somebody comes inappropriately, like, because, you know, I can imagine some, some people go maybe in their mind what to do, what to say. Maybe you could just tell them out of your experience. Well, actually, me as a woman, the best thing worked. That was the easiest thing for me to do. And it was the most efficient thing to cancel that out. Yeah. So for me, um, and I didn't really learn to do this until, you know, maybe one or two years into dancing. But if a man at any point, you know, t 
put places their hands somewhere which I'm not comfortable or is inappropriate, I will actually I will first stop and ask them not to do it because sometimes it's an accident that you know people are like it's very hard as a leader you know they're moving lots of things you know sometimes it's just accidental and that's absolutely fine but if you know I've stopped and asked them not to do that they still carry on I will walk away from the dance and that's not something I necessarily like you know you feel bad as a female you know should you walk away but for me like if they are if you've stopped and asked them and they're intentionally doing it then I would walk away from the dance um and that's something I do really recommend because I remember as, as a dancer starting, um, you don't really know what to do in those situations. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can really imagine that actually when I started doing salsa and I saw some people really dance really closely, you know, I really saw there is there is some part of it where you see, OK, in these moments, it could actually be going to a way where you say, OK, that that could go to an inappropriate way that where the one of the ladies might enjoy it my my one might not like it you know what i mean like it's, yeah. it's it, it can happen no it's absolutely and it's actually not just for ladies many of my male friends experience the same thing where the lady comes far too close to them and for, the thing i have to say is with every dance there's a closed and open hold which you can dance just as enjoyably close or open so if you're kind of person that you're not you're not quite ready or you just don't want to be in that close contact with someone you can have an open hold and still have a very enjoyable dance um, what do you mean with open hole, actually? What do you mean with that, actually? So with an open hole means you're a lot of two arms length distance from each other. So, you know, you're just holding each other's um, hands. Okay. Um, and so you're, you know, what, a metre and a half apart, which is, you know, it's just under the social distancing measure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you don't have to be in super close contact with someone if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely not a must. And if you're not comfortable, I would say, you know, you don't, there's no, no need for you to do that. So you can actually really regulate with your body language quite easily with the arm length, you know, or just walking yeah, away yeah. or just stop dancing, yeah. you know, quite easily without actually arguing that much, discussing that much, um, just, you know, step out of a situation that you don't like. So actually you can feel quite safe in this situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one last question I have though, okay, so do you sometimes use dance specifically to get you out of a negative mood? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had times, the problem is, and this is um, for everyone experience when, when you're in native when you're in a really negative mood, you don't want to do anything. It's almost like you have to like force it, like oh when I'm in negative mood, I call it my black hole. So all I want to do is go further into my black hole. Okay. It normally means curling up in a bed somewhere and like putting the covers over myself. Okay. Um, wow. Going anywhere else is like the last thing I ever want to do. Yeah. Um so actually you you, you almost have to go overcome that mental barrier first of saying, okay. I'm in the black hole. I want to get out of it. How do I get out of it? And once you've said, okay, I want to dance, I want to get out of this, then, you know, I've sometimes will force myself to go to, you know, uh, a dance social. And actually what I normally do, because if, if I if I just commit to myself, I normally will bail. So I'll normally call up a friend and say, hey, look, there's this dance event tonight. Do you want to go? Because then I can't really back out. I can't, you know, let someone else go. <laughs> That's a good trick. Um, <laughs> and, um, and even then, you know, when I'm feeling really bad, even at the, you know, at the sort of dance event, I'll, you know, it's my yeah. mind will start straying to whatever yeah. things are, you know, causing me to stress. Um, and it's, it's, it's a sort of kind of upward battle. And there are some times, you know, I'll spend a whole night on dance and I'm not able to come out mentally of this black hole. But often what I find is, you know, you know, you have one or two dances and you're still kind of halfway there. But by the time you, you know, if you're really immersing yourself for 30 minutes, half an hour, by that, um, by that time, 
you slowly come out and you slowly, you know, start to think, see things in a different way. Um, and actually, this is actually the recommended time for most meditations as well as between sort of 40 and 50 minutes, because that's the long length to really time it takes your mental state of mind to come out of whatever you were in. And I think what's really incredible about that is that once you're out of that black hole and you look at the problem from the side, it's like they don't seem that significant anymore. Um, but obviously, you know, things are greater when you're inside the black hole. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. No, which is really great. Like, um, because I feel like, I mean, on a hormonal level, like, you know, when we are really down, I mean, our body's really flush with a lot of hormones and neuropeptides, which are really dragging us down. You know, they correspond with our sadness, with our frustration, with our anger. And it takes a while for the body to get rid of them. But if you are still really in that hole, if you're still letting yourself go, it lasts much longer because you produce more of these neuropeptides and hormones. But if you come out of that and you do it with dancing or meditation, whatever helps you, it really helps you flush your body with different neuropeptides and hormones and really come to another yeah. perspective to no, stay absolutely because one of the things is if you're feeling sad your brain will then make chemicals to kind of contemplate, contemplate that feeling um so if you're feeling sad your brain will then make chemicals to, to you know to show you feel sad and then therefore you will then feel sad so you, it's like it's like an ever sort of never-ending spiral so you know the more you kind of think and feel in that way the worse you'll feel and it's about how you kind of pluck yourself out of that situation yes exactly and you know our body has also one thing um it actually adapts to a lot of the chemicals these neuropeptides and hormones actually the brain sends out to the body because each cell has something like let's say i think it corresponded with you know keyholes like a lot of you know keyholes basically receptors for these chemicals and the more you go through sadness in life and frustration and anger your cells produce more of these receptors but if you actually come to the point where you go maybe dancing or do something else and you flush it then again with this beautiful or better chemicals called neuropeptides and uh, hormones then what it does is it creates more and more of these receptors so even when your body is flush with a lot of negative you know, chemicals, you have less receptors on your cells, so you can actually not be thrown that deeply in, into it. You know? So actually, it's really like dancing actually helps you also a lot to, or meditation yoga helps you actually a lot to build more receptors for positive, you know. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's really, really great. And, and I, really, I really like that. The one thing is like, okay, if you do not go to social events, is there any way you use dancing at home? Oh, no, absolutely. Like things are social events, obviously, you know, are a way to see lots of people. But even in, you know, in the cases like um, like now, uh, you can absolutely dance uh, by yourself at home. Like a lot of we already within, I think, within the first day of the lockdown, um, like so within my dance community, there was already an online dance community. Teachers were posting free videos or classes to follow on. You know, there was actually too many. There was like five a day I'm actually finding now since the lockdown I'm doing more wow. classes than I ever have because you know what do you do when, when, when you're locked in that's amazing um, <laughs> and there's um there's there's so much you can focus on what's really cool as well as a lot of these events are live so you, you know and sometimes they're by you know live web channels I did my first online class the other day where the teacher actually you know watches you when you dance they'll you know there's like there'll be five or six of you on the screen they'll do a dance and then they'll tell you know all the participants okay we're going to watch you now and we because obviously there's only one of them um, yeah. and it's five of us so we have to dance it five times so they can watch all of us individually 
And um, so you still have that social element, and it's 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 very it's actually very very cool because you know it's the first time we're being forced to to interact in this kind of way. Yeah. Wow. Yes. It's really great. So actually, you cannot be really bored, is it? Well, I'm I'm finding that I'm you know suddenly I have you no know, no free time anymore. I have like you know three classes a day. I have like yoga in the mornings. Um, I, I actually I have a list of posters so you can see in the back. We're all yeah, I see all those lovely colors. Um, so like you know a lot of them are kind of things that I want to do. Um, and actually I'm finding I know not that I want the lockdown to be longer, but I'm finding that I don't have enough time again to to do all the things I want. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> well, that's actually beautiful. I mean, you have a beautiful social life, even in the quarantine times, which is just showing how beautiful social dancing is, like to really enrich your life. I mean, it's really amazing. And it's a very healthy thing. Like what I always miss, like, you know, I was born in Turkey. I quite often went for holidays in Turkey. What I realized in Turkey, there's a much richer social life happening than actually in many Western countries, you know, And, and and I feel like what you're expressing right now, it reminds me actually what Papito and some other friends who come from uh, South America tell me how life is over there. You know, it's so much richer in social life and the people are actually more joyful, more happy, more easygoing with a lot of things. So, um, like, do you feel like right now, and, and maybe that's the final question I will ask, you know, because I know the battery is running low. Um, but, you know, it's like, do you feel like it has changed your personality in such a way that you are now taking things more easy or more different than before? Like, do you feel like it had an impact on your personality, on your character, the whole dancing, social dancing? Journey? Uh, yes. I mean, absolutely. I feel like, you know, I I think maybe, you know, a few years ago, I was a person that gets stressed very easily. You know, I, I, I like things done a certain way and I like things to go my way, which, you know, doesn't happen in life. And um, just in, for example, for traveling, um, I used to plan everything I did down to the minute. I'd have an itinerary for every five minutes, you know, when the, you know, it's like, like airport pickup, you know, what are we going to do? When's like, oh, like loop breaks and things like that. Um, and you know, now my travel styles very much, you know, I book a flight there and I book a flight out and kind of things that happen in between, you know, you, you kind of leave to chance and because, you know, some of the most beautiful things and the things you experience and you love the most are things that happen by accident. Um And I, I think that's definitely, you know, been a result of just, you know, not trying to control everything in your life. Um, and I think dance really kind of like helped me understand that, you know, it's actually because some of the things you do when you dance, the most beautiful moves and expressions you make are when you just come up with them spontaneously. Wow. Um, and for me, that's, you know, a huge change. Wow, that's that's really wise. That's really wise. I really like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Jessica, do you want to say anything else to, to our um friends all over the world who's, who are going to watch this is there anything you want to tell them about yeah i think the main <laughs> thing is you know don't be afraid to dance because people will say oh you know you probably dance your whole life you know i have two left feet and that's absolutely not true like, i wish i had my parents here if they asked them like 10 years ago could i dance they'll probably burst out laughing um, <laughs> i have a video from when i was young of me dancing it it looks more like someone stomping around um on like an angry rampage rather than dancing um so like absolutely it's not you know even if you can't dance now you think you have to let feet. yeah it's it's not you know you you can still learn it's not about you know where you are it's about if you want to or not so absolutely don't don't let that fear be be something that stops you wow well thank you thank you yeah jessica um 
Um, thank you very much for that. That was really enriching. And also I really learned myself a lot. And I think those people who are listening to this and watching it will really learn also a lot. And um, yeah, I wish you a great time <laughs> during quarantine. I see your post list there. So I think you will have a great time. <laughs> Don't get stressed. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, thank you everyone for watching and have a lovely, lovely time and yeah, see you soon for the next episode.